Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we're evaluating Ranger Suarez's 2023 season and really kind of his career as a Philly. And I will tell you why Ranger Suarez, I think, is the most difficult player to evaluate on this entire baseball team. We'll discuss all of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff. I appreciate everyone who's already done so. Uh, and thank you uh, to some folks who have been showing me their Spotify wrapped and having Locked On Phillies as one of their top podcasts. Appreciate that. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts, all that great stuff. So thank you for your guys' continued support. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Now, we're continuing to evaluate the players of the 2023 Philadelphia Phillies and what type of seasons they had. And, um, yeah, we're going to have a tough one today. Ranger Suarez is a very, very interesting case study. I honestly do not know how to evaluate this season for him, this career so far as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies, the only major league team he's ever played for. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just he's he kind of exists in the ether. He's the pitching equivalent of limpo. I, I, I don't know really what to say about Ranger Suarez. There's a lot of good and some weird bad and a lot right in the middle. And I honestly, like, I don't know what Ranger Suarez is. So let's go on this journey of discovery together, all right? And remember, you can let me know in the comments who the next player you want evaluated is. There's a playlist on YouTube of all of the players we've already evaluated. Uh, this Ranger Suarez evaluation comes from a couple of comments I saw on yesterday's video. So let me know what you want or who you want rather to be evaluated next. Uh, and we'll go through it. Now we're going to start with Rangers 2023 season and we're going to uh, take a look at that. But uh, also this is going to be framed around just as full time in Philly because when I look at Ranger Suarez, I feel like I'm watching a younger pitcher. But the guy's 28 years old. Maybe it's the baby face. Maybe it's the expressionless, like he doesn't really uh, give you much of anything. He's just a guy that I know is left-handed, has good stuff, and is a good pitcher. Like that's what I know about Ranger Suarez. And it's not that he doesn't have a personality. You can tell in the celebrations he has one. But just like on the mound, he is stone-faced. And – it's hard to read the guy, but a strong lefty pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, the 2023 season was really weird for Ranger Suarez. You remember, he started off on the injured list. He had left forearm soreness from uh, his work with uh, Venezuela in the World Baseball Classic. He didn't actually pitch in the actual World Baseball Classic, but he was down training with Venezuela, ready to play for that team. And fortunately, he had something that felt weird in his forearm, so he came back. The Phillies were like, yo, I need you back here at spring training. 
And then he went on the injured list. He missed some time at the start of the year. Then he had some hamstring issue in early August. Then he went on the uh, the injured list again. So two stints on the injured list this year for Ranger Suarez. An injury-laden season. And even when he came back from those, it felt like he was working through stuff. So already difficult to evaluate because he was on the injured list multiple times this season. Uh, when you look at the numbers for 2023, I mean – the ERA was higher than his career numbers, but a lot of ERAs were up around baseball. I think the pitch clock had something to do with that. He had a 4.18 ERA. His career mark is 3.41. Uh, he had a 4.6 win loss record. I mean, that doesn't really tell you too much. A 2.4 WAR. Okay, not bad, not great. Like, it's kind of just it is where it is. Um, he threw 125 innings. That's down from last year where he threw 155. Uh, but, of course, he started less games because of the injured list stuff. And he pitched in 22 games, started in all of those. Last year was 29. Uh, but, yeah, I don't I don't know. The strikeouts were slightly down, but he pitched in less games, 119 strikeouts. Like, it's almost a wash of a year because of the injuries. He had a 1-4-1-6 whip. So, that, again, it's middle of the pack. And the walks and strikeouts for him, I know already told you 119 strikeouts. Walked 48 guys, which was down 10 from the year before, but it seems to be about on pace with last year if you add a couple more starts in there and add a couple more innings. So I guess my biggest question for Ranger Suarez right now is, is he this type of pitcher like consistently? Is this just what he is? Is he like a mid to high three ERA pitcher or like right around the three eight to four ERA pitcher with the new rules? Uh, around 120 strikeouts a year, um, around, I don't know, 50 to 60 walks a year, around a 1-3 whip every year, and is he just consistently this? Now, that's not bad, right? His strikeout per nine was 8-6, the second highest mark of his career. Um, the strikeout per walk, 2-4-8, you'd like to see that a little bit higher. I mean, the walks, uh, a bit of an issue of points this year for Rangers Suarez compared to the strikeouts, but when I watch Ranger Suarez, I'm like, okay, this might just be the guy that he is. Here's why, though, that's kind of annoying. Because remember the 2021 season that Ranger Suarez had? He had a 1-3-6 ERA in 106 innings. Like, that was unbelievable. He threw in 39 games. He started 12 of them. So he threw in, let's do some quick math, 27 out of the bullpen. Because uh, he was a reliever for a little bit. Then they tried him as a starter. He was really, really good. Uh, and he struck out over 100 batters, 107 to be exact. I mean, he was dominant that year. He had a one even whip, so he was averaging one base runner per inning. His strikeout for nine was 9-1, the best of his career. Like, that was a year in 2021 where you look at it and say, oh, wow, this guy is special. A 1-3-6 ERA, he was the most underrated pitcher in baseball that year. And then he's followed it up with a 3-6-5 and a 4-1-8. And just kind of consistently not what he was in 2021, but consistently good enough to be a number three pitcher. And then you got to factor in the postseason because he was really good in the postseason this year. He was. His stuff looked awesome. Rangers for us was really good for the Phillies in the postseason run that they went on in 2023. But then you look at how Rob Thompson handled him. And in that game against Atlanta, we remember game one against Atlanta, it looked like Rangers for us was going to throw a perfect game, basically. He was dicing against the Braves lineup and Rob Thompson pulled him in the third inning like okay if he's doing this well and the manager's still pulling him 
You wouldn't do that to Wheeler. You wouldn't do that to Nola. So how does Ranger Suarez compare to the other top pitchers on this team? Well, I think it's one and one A when it comes to Wheeler and Nola. And this is the perspective of the team from like Rob Thompson's view, Dave Dombrowski's view. I think it's one, one a between those top two guys. And then I don't, there might be a good gap between those two and Ranger Suarez in their minds. When I saw that one, three, six ERA over a hundred innings in 2021, I was like, okay, great. You have a three headed monster at the top Wheeler, Nola, uh, Suarez. Awesome. We feel great about that. And now I'm looking at it more like mm, you have a one and a one A and maybe a three in Ranger Suarez, maybe a four when he's not going great. And you have Tywin Walker. I don't know how he fits in. We talked about his role. He'll probably be the fifth starter. And then where's Christopher Sanchez? Maybe Christopher Sanchez can jump in another lefty and find a way to uh, make his way into the rotation. But I think Ranger Suarez is still going to be the three. But you see why they want another top-level starting pitcher, right? Because if you add another top-level starting pitcher, you could slot them in as a two. And then you have two ones, a two, a good three in Ranger Suarez, and four or five, some, somewhere around that spot with Tywin Walker or Christopher Sanchez. And then you could put the other one of them in the bullpen. And it would probably be Sanchez moving to the bullpen, but that would add so much. Like The more I look at Ranger Suarez's performance over the past couple seasons and in 2023, in spite of the injuries, which makes it hard to evaluate, the more I think – I get why the Phillies are still looking at the starting pitching market to try and really shore this up. In the postseason, if you go Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, I'll still take that against anybody's one, two, three in baseball right now. I will. I will absolutely take that against anyone's top three pitchers in baseball when it comes to the postseason. But in the regular season, it doesn't seem like they're getting consistent enough pitching from the top of that rotation. So they want to add another guy. And I can see that when I look at Ranger Suarez's stats. Now, coming up next, we're going to just talk about the 2023 season specifically. Was he a little bit unlucky in 2023? We're going to discuss that coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First, though, I want to tell you about my, as I hit my microphone, <laughs> my friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel's absolutely awesome. The NFL season is rolling, and you've got to get in on FanDuel Sportsbook with this deal that they're running right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. There really isn't. The app's super easy to use. they got a bunch of different type of bets you can make. You can bet the money line, like we were talking about, with that $5. If you win, you get $150. But you could also bet parlays, props, over-unders, futures, Everything. You can put it all together and make a big, big parlay and try and up the amount of winnings you get. You got to check out FanDuel. There's nothing better out there. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season's really gauntlet stretch. This is the toughest part of the NFL season for teams, but it's the one where you have the most data. So as this stretch gets going, head to FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So unlucky in 2023 is that a way to describe ranger suarez's 2023 season because i don't think he had a good year but i don't think he had a bad year and i'm still trying to evaluate what he is so i do think he got a little unlucky when it comes to the injuries like th that's a tough thing to deal with also when you look at the advanced stats though the fielding independent of pitching 
3.9 would be his number for this year. Now, last year, his ERA was 3.65, as FIP was 3.87. That basically tells you about the defense you have playing behind you. This year, his ERA was 4.18, and the defense behind him would have brought that down to a 3.9 if it could have done better. So, yeah, the defense, he might have been a little bit uh, on the bad end of some bad defense. And we talked about in Trey Turner's evaluation how he didn't have his best year defensively. And Kyle Schwarber out in left field was a tough thing to deal with. And I, I don't know, maybe just Ranger Suarez got the short end of the stick on that one. Uh, you had some issues at first base of points, uh, even especially with Bryce Harper learning the position. Like all of this all factors in. And that tells you that maybe Ranger Suarez would have been a lot more on par with last year, but he wasn't far off from last year. I just wonder, right? I'm still looking to see the 2021 version of Ranger Suarez again. You didn't see it in 2022, but you kind of felt that was natural, right? He popped on the scene once you post that 136 CRA. And then guys get tape on you and they start to focus on you. And the next year, normally you have a step back, unless you're one of the all-time greats. And Ranger Suarez, unfortunately, all due respect to him, I think he's a good pitcher. He's not one of the all-time greats. Um, he took a step back in 2022. And then the next year after that is supposed to show you what type of guy that guy really is. Is he more the pitcher we saw in 2021 or is he the regression year we saw in 2022? And we didn't really get a chance to fully see that because of the injuries. He wasn't at 100% for a lot of the season and you didn't really get the opportunity if you're Ranger Suarez to showcase uh, exactly what you're capable of doing. Like, I'll ask you out there, think to yourself and play along with this exercise for a second. When you think of Zach Wheeler, you think of an ace for the Philadelphia Phillies, a monster every time he goes out there. He's just like he's capable of doing amazing things. When you think of Aaron Nola, you think very up and down, high ceiling, low floor, low floor, home run issues. Like we have different cues that pop into our mind when we talk about Nola and Wheeler. And then you get to Ranger Suarez, and it's kind of like, I don't know what his characteristics as a pitcher are. Like, I know what pitches he throws. I know what side of the mound he throws from, left-handed guy. And I, I know he's got good enough stuff, but I just – I don't know what his identity is as a pitcher. Is it simple enough to say that he's just Rob, – Rob Thompson called him cool as a cucumber when he was getting set to pitch in Game 7. And I don't blame Game 7 on Rangers for remotely, by the way, while we're on that topic. It's on the offense. I thought he did a fine enough job. That's not on him. Uh, but is Ranger Suarez's kind of identity as a pitcher, the fact that he's calm? I don't know. I want more than that. And that doesn't feel like it's enough. Like I need a Ranger Suarez year that shows me what his true identity as a major league pitcher is. Now, again, you're also, like me asking all this, is asking a lot of a guy who's the third best pitcher on your team. Some teams, you'd take Ranger Suarez as your two. And we saw with, like, Zach Eflin. When Zach Eflin left after the 2022 season, he went down to Tampa Bay, he got paid. And I know he had injury issues, but he was, like, one of their guys. He was a big part of their really good start to the year. And he was a four here. He was closing in the 2022 postseason. Like, it's... When you have Wheeler and Nola, 
it's kind of an unfair bar that gets set for the rest of the starting pitchers on the staff. But so maybe I'm not being fair to Ranger Suarez. But that's the comparison he's up against. And with World Series aspirations, you got to be at your best and you got to try and continue to progress and get closer. And I don't, I, I honestly, Ranger Suarez is an international man of mystery to me, literally because he's Venezuelan, but like, I don't, I don't know what he is as a pitcher. I don't. I hope he's not just the middle of the road guy we've seen the past two seasons. I feel like when I watch him, the talent level is better. But then I look at all the numbers and it's just like, no, he's just a middle of the road guy. He's just one of those interchangeable third starters that you could put on any team and he could give you some quality starts. And his biggest X factor is the postseason. He seems to be ready for the moment. And that's key, right? That's something that Wheeler has, that Nola has, that Suarez has. It's why they're the top three guys that I'd want of any top three guys in any rotation to pitch for me in a postseason series. Like around baseball, you could not convince me there's a better one, two, three postseason punch than what the Phillies have right now. Now that could change based on free agency, but I do firmly feel that way. And part of it's the demeanor of those guys. None of them have a personality. Like they just don't. When was the last time you heard anything interesting said by Ranger Suarez, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler? And I'm talking about within the realm of baseball. I'm, I know they have personalities outside of the game, but they, they're just stone-cold killers. But Ranger Suarez, as I look into the numbers, they don't back up the way that I think this fan base perceives it. And you probably are going to need them to if you're going to win a World Series. That might be another step in the right direction, or you might need to bring someone in who fills that role a little bit better. And I'm not saying get rid of Ranger Suarez. I'm saying reduce his role a little bit so that you just have another top-level arm in there. Because I don't know, like in 2021, I thought he was going to develop into that guy. Now looking back on the 2023 season, whether it was unlucky because of fielding or injuries or just the conditions he had to play in, coming off the World Baseball Classic, like all that stuff, or maybe he's just this is the guy he is. And if that's the case, the Phillies are clearly evaluating the starting pitching market. I wouldn't mind seeing them bring in another top-level arm to just take a little bit off the plate of Rangers for us. And I told you at the start of the episode, right, I'm surprised he's 28. I still consider him a young pitcher. And 28's young, but, like, in baseball terms, you're starting to, like, you're in your prime at 28 as a starting pitcher. Maybe a little bit later than that, maybe, like, 29. But – what is Ranger Suarez's future in Philly? The toughest player, I think, to evaluate on this team from 2023. And the Phillies are really going to have to evaluate him soon because we're going to talk about it coming up. The contract status, very interesting for one Ranger Suarez. So we'll talk about that as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right, so Ranger Suarez right now is still pre-arbitration eligible and everything. He's good, but he's going to be a free agent in 2020. Six. Now, another guy that's going to be a free agent in 2026 is Zach Wheeler. And there were talks as we headed into the offseason about, well, are the Phillies going to sign Zach Wheeler to a major extension? They got Aaron Nola done. Are they going to throw the bag at Wheeler so they don't have to go through this process with him? He's pitched incredibly well. There's no reason why they shouldn't lock him down. I agree with all that stuff. I do. I think Zach Wheeler deserves an extension. Now, I don't know that he'll get it. The Phillies may hold off on that being that they have another year to uh, to save that. But with Ranger Suarez also uh, having free agency looming in 2026, eventually you're going to have to decide whether or not you want to sign 
him to an extension. You got two more years of Ranger Suarez, which might seem like a lot right now, but if not, you got to start deciding how he fits in. And the young pitchers are really going to affect this a lot. So Andrew Painter is not going to pitch in 2024 because of his Tommy John surgery. Dave Dombrowski already said that. I don't know what Mick Abel and Griff McGarry are. I don't know if they're good enough to be considered uh, parts of this rotation at points this coming year. They don't debut, maybe. I, I don't know what those guys are yet. So we'll see how they factor in. But you know, you well, you hope. I'm going to say you know that Andrew Painter is going to be a part of this rotation, not this year, but in 2025. So if you give Wheeler an extension, you just sign Nola long-term, Andrew Painter is going to be on team control forever because he's a prep arm that has elevated through the system quickly. Uh, despite the Tommy John surgery, you're still going to have years of team control over him. You have Tywon Walker locked down for a couple more seasons. Griff McGarry, McAble. I mean, if you've got Wheeler, Nola, Painter, another year of Walker, and then McGarry or Abel, if you don't move those guys, like I just – there's a good chance, I think, that we're watching the final two years of Ranger Suarez's time in Philadelphia. Unless he does something miraculous. Unless he comes out and he posts two seasons of like low three, high two ERA with really good starts and maybe makes an all-star team in there somewhere. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for Ranger Suarez if he has a really good stretch to start the year. But unless he does something miraculous compared to what he's done the past two seasons, I think 2026, we'll see Ranger Suarez in free agency and the Phillies not bring him back. I'm projecting out a while, but when we're talking about what his future is in Philly, if you're a Ranger Suarez fan, enjoy these next two years because a player without an identity is a hard one to sell a big contract on. And he's going to want to get his biggest contract of his professional career when he hits free agency for the first time in 2026. That's just how it works, right? You get a big cash in. He'll be 30. So he'll get his one opportunity to make big, big, life-changing, like generational money. And he's going to want it. And his postseason performance so far and his ability to be in the middle of the rotation should say he'll, by that time and where the market is, he'll probably be a $100 million pitcher. Like that's just how baseball's going. The money only goes up. And the Phillies, I don't know if they're willing to pay that after committing all they did to Aaron Nolan, hopefully signing Zach Wheeler to an extension. So the future for Rangers Suarez, it might not be here in Philadelphia. And with that in mind, over the next two years, he's going to have to really step up and show that he's valuable enough to demand that big contract he's going to want. And also, who knows where he ends up? His, he wants to win a championship. All these players do. These might be his two years of his career to do it. So the clock is ticking on Rangers Suarez in a Phillies uniform. And I'm still not sure what type of pitcher he is or where he slots in. Like, I know where he fits in the rotation, but I just I don't know what the guy's identity is. So he's a very interesting player. He's the man of mystery for the Philadelphia Phillies. And I'll tell you what, I'm not mad at any point that Ranger Suarez is on the team. I think he's a very good pitcher. I think he's a valuable piece. I just don't know how that value matches his production. And that's my question. But hopefully he'll show us this year. And uh, we'll not worry about that because we'll have a parade on Broad Street in 2024. And Ranger Suarez will be a part of it, leading it, partying like he always does with a little bit of tequila on the side. But that's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribe to the YouTube, all that great stuff. I appreciate it. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.